0: Weather was awful. It was it was fine for six hours of the eight-hour trip, right? And then it thunderstorms. Dr- thought we were going to drown.
1: Well, that was the first time I've ever had to stop under an overpass. And, yeah, and wait for the weather to pass, which is actually surprising growing up in yeah. Oklahoma. But, but we're that was also, the first time.
0: We're also taught you don't if it's going to be tornado-y. So true. That makes sense. On you. So don't don't stop under overpasses true unless you know it's not tornado and you, you don't do. want to hail damage to your car and you know i did
1: this is blood and wine yes it is episode thank you. nine
0: yes thank you all for tuning in this is episode nine i'm tyler
1: and i am Brittany,
0: and we actually have a special guest today That. uh I think fits in pretty nicely with the topic, you'll see.
2: <laughs>
0: our guest is our mother, Stacy.
3: Hello, hello.
0: Um so this topic and how, how our mother kind of, you know, it's going to be a fun guest star.
1: Well, and obviously sorry I'm going to interject. Oh. We are recording in a different location. We're in Oklahoma at home for the weekend and yes. decided to take the opportunity to record.
0: Yes, we did. And um so if it sounds any different, apologies, new recording location. Uh, but this it's gave us It's also
1: like ten PM at night and also want to put that out there. <laughs> yes,
0: but this gave us a great opportunity to do this topic because we could have our mother join in. And this topic is patricide, or more commonly known as uh, killing your parents. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> dun,
2: dun, dun, dun.
0: <laughs> So I think it'll be fun. It's um is one I thought about I was like, you know, we're gonna be recording when we're home, so let's do it. <laughs> let's let's tie it all together.
1: Yep. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And um Wow. Do you want me to already talk about the wine? I feel like
0: I know. I feel like we've We normally
1: been... have a little more banter, but we're we just do.
0: Um, Getting oh, through it. You know what? No, before we t- um hop into the wine. I wanted the wine, but okay. Okay, well, we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, I just want to say how fun last week's episode was. It
1: was really fun. Uh, I hope I did. I know I did the um, JFK some justice.
0: And yeah. and I know mine was you know a l- little bit more of a history lesson than a typical murder case. I mean, I
1: learned a lot though. Yeah, I didn't know, know about the IRA at all.
0: No, me re- researching it was it was a lot. It was it was a lot of um, stuff I didn't know about. Kind of had to get into a little bit of like the. Political sphere of that side of the world, so like a
1: lot of it actually, not a little. Yeah, <laughs> you got
0: into it a lot. <laughs> yeah, but uh, our our uh, mother may be quiet because she has not listened to it yet. Because, like you listeners, she gets to listen to these when they come out every Tuesday.
1: We so. also haven't edited edited it yet, so yeah, sounds interesting. Mm. Oh, it's... Thought-provoking. Provoking. No,
0: no, 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 no. I thought you meant, like, we haven't edited this out that we're talking about right now. We're going to edit it out. No, no I edited that, the episode. Yeah.
1: Out. You just gave me the meanest look.
0: I was, no, because I was like, oh, okay, guess what we will everything I just said. Nope. No. <laughs> That's what I thought you were getting.
1: <laughs> no, I got so,
2: it. I got okay, it. Well, I didn't. I, no.
0: I clearly need this wine. But first, again, I think it was fun. It was our first special. It was... Um... I don't know. I I had a good time. I'd love to do that again. Do more, um, more episodes that are specials. That kind of I don't know when it when it makes sense to do them.
1: Well, and I like that we did two separate wines, So that was kind of mm, fun to yes. each get to pick a wine, um, and each get to I mean pick a case that was about to be stupid. Each yep. get to pick a wine. <laughs>
0: we we usually do do that.
1: Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah,
0: we've done it a hundred percent of the time though. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, another thing I wanted. To, Mentioned before I jump into describing this wine, just a reminder that we are now on Patreon, and we have posted a few Murder Mini episodes. And just a reminder, those are episodes that are especially for our Patreon supporters, and they are fun, they're different, they're shorter, but they're drunker. Yes. Because we <laughs> record them right after we finish uh, our weekly episode. So... Definitely, if you're interested in listening to those, check out our Patreon. Yeah. We have lots of different levels. We, uh, I guess last time we mentioned Patreon, we hadn't described the levels. We don't have to That's go true. into them, but there are a few different levels, and for each of those, there's some fun things. Yeah,
0: different perks uh, for each reward level. You know, starting from uh, just a dollar a month, going out from there, everything, um, I mean, everything helps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything want, helps. I don't want to sound like a charity here. Just a dollar a day, the price of a coffee. You can make sure Brittany has a good chair to sit on when we edit.
1: My butt hurts a lot, guys, from the freaking patio chair that I sit in for four to five hours while we edit an episode to make sure it's perfect for you. That's true. Now,
0: um,
1: also, what coffee are you getting that's a dollar?
0: Okay. uh, You know what? McDonald's. 99 cents. Well, that coffee's shit, so... I mean, yeah. There's a yeah. reason it's hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. <Yes>. You, know, <laughs> you know what? D- don't say that because, one, I would accept a Ronald McDonald sponsorship, so I am not going to throw them under the bus. McDonald's, you're great. <laughs> you worked there
1: for like a day, right? Uh, three. Three. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, three days before I was like, I hate this. Can I quit? I already did. I don't know if I ever told you, but when I called to put in my I guess notice of my <laughs> I'm hey, not I'm not coming, coming back. in, um, <laughs> my boss was like, Oh, that's fine. We were going to fire you anyway.
2: No. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh,
0: God. And I'm like, I don't think you were, but rude. But sure. Sure. Oh, also, before you get into the wine, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep interrupting.
1: Oh,
0: man. Um, because we are neither at my house or Brittany's, we have another, a third wine opener this time.
1: Oh, it's an electric one, so that's Fancy, going to sound professional. interesting. That's yeah. going to sound interesting.
0: It will. It'll be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> For looking well, good. I had nothing be- a yeah, yeah, it you know, works. You don't
0: get wine elbow.
1: No. <laughs> no you don't. No more wine <laughs> though. I hate that. Um so I picked another French wine because apparently I just like being bougie as fuck.
0: What? Brittany loves France. <laughs> I This is this new <laughs> I didn't, I didn't I know, know this. I know.
1: I know. The winery that this one is from is Chateau Gromel Air, and this is a 2016 Bordeaux Supérieur. And it is. I am kind of got my little cheat sheet in front of me. It's a seventy percent Merlot, thirty percent Cab.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, Cabernet mm. Sauvignon, not not Cab Franc. I always, when I talk about French wines, I need to like distinguish That's, between yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so this twenty year old vineyard is composed of clay and limestone. Uh, Chateau Gramel is vinified using traditional methods. So normal ways of making wine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This wine is aged for 12 months in French and American oak barrels. Um, and about a third of those are new barrels. The rest of them, the other two thirds are being reused. So, Do they start...
0: like mix it all together after
1: aging it and stuff? So? Probably, yes. Okay, yes. so sorry. Because a, a third taste of the wine tastes different. It's... Yeah, exactly. So they're definitely going to mix those flavors. I wonder how you decide... How many French barrels? How many? Trial and error. Trial and
0: error, for sure. Oh, how to decide, like, to get the flavor you want. A mm-hmm. third. and emiss- Or maybe yeah, when they were we starting how it, many they French, were like, how many shit, we only have three new ones. The rest are used. We'll try it out. It's fine.
1: We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So Chateau Gr- Grommel-Belair, the winery, was founded in 1855, so it's a pretty old winery. Yeah. Um, i guess not really that old when you think of how old wine is but it's i old. guess but it would be
0: you know that' would be something interesting to look up see what the oldest current, like continually running winery is because I, I bet grapes that are like the same you know like a child of the i don't, I don't know how great parentage works
1: plant but
0: yeah but,
1: but like the, the i wonder
0: vine strain i don't know but the same one from a you know, a thousand years ago. I bet it would be really interesting. Like this is the closest grape to that because it's the child. Yeah.
1: I feel like wine production did start in either France or Italy. I mean, it was Europe for sure. Obviously it's older than America. Mm.
0: Was it Europe or was it the middle East? I feel like they had wine in Mm -hmm. Egypt and shit, but I don't know where they grow grapes. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if you can grow grapes in Egypt
1: i don't know i don't know if the soil is although this is I mean, clay grow... and limestone so you well can crap you can grow wine. in oklahoma for the love of god
3: yeah it's clay, different
0: uh, you know that's fair. That <laughs> is fair i mean the wine's gross but um, i
1: know well <laughs> we're not judging <laughs> don't
0: at us oklahoma vineyards
1: but yeah. also we say gross because we're not sweet wine drinkers and that's literally true. it's yeah. juice it's, it's grape juice yeah
0: But if you're a sweet wine drinker, we're not going to shit on you. That's, you know, do your thing. Do your thing. It's not our thing. It's not a thing. So we probably won't have wines you like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So this winery, it's on an estate that's surrounded by 27 acres of vineyards, and it's located in the um, Fronsac F. R O N S A C.
0: It's in the francia section of the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Probably
1: not. <laughs> well, please move. No. No. Oh my god, no, no, it's not. It's not. Although it is from Trader Joe's, and I believe it was a seven or eight dollar bottle, so it is an affordable yeah. one. Trader Joe's, I'm
0: sure. We go to Trader Joe's all the time. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this or not, but we, um, you know, and it's not even the closest grocery store to us.
1: Not also, at all. don't know if
0: you knew this, but you can buy wine at the grocery store in Texas. You can't everywhere.
1: Yeah, it's including amazing. Oklahoma. It is literally life changing. Yeah. So, this area is around the famous communities of Pomerol and St. Emilion. And it is at a higher altitude. So, the vineyards are composed of limestone, chalk, and clay, which all sound like very hard things to have in the soil. But it produces a particularly mm-hmm. robust Merlot based red wine. So that's why 70% of this wine is Merlot.
0: It would be it'd be a very, like, basic soil. Like, non-acidic. Yeah. So, that would, yeah.
1: <laughs> basic, non-acidic. Be basic fish soil. <laughs> basic fish soil. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon only thrives in a select area in the right bank of the Gironde River. Oh, I probably didn't it's say just that wrongly. right. Gironde. Long
2: Tale
1: no, kind of Versace, <laughs> um, and a special parcel of the estate's vineyard is dedicated to the Cabernet Sauvignon grape. Mm. So it helps provide added structure to this blend. So I'm really interested. Yeah,
0: because uh, I'm not a huge fan of just a straight Merlot. So this will be interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of a straight Merlot either. Although I was telling you the other day, there have been some Merlots I've had in the last year or so that I have been kind of surprised. Really? Yeah. yeah, they weren't. Well, they weren't like light and berry and right. It, right. They had a little bit. They were more depth. deeper. Yes. Yeah. Yes. More depth to it.
0: Ugh. Lately, I love Malo's. I can't get enough of them. Malo's. <laughs> Under your seat, everyone. there's a Malo. That's basically <laughs> what I heard.
1: Mama <laughs> said that they were deeper. Yes. So. Um This wine, some of the tasty notes, it's a rich, exhilarating wine with a Ooh. beautiful ruby red color. We'll see if that is true.
0: What does exhilarating mean?
1: Really, really great.
0: I'm imagining like, it like It feels a like you're pe- on a
1: roller coaster. See,
0: I was imagining like a York Peppermint Patty commercial <laughs> where they like open their eyes and they're on a mountain. If that doesn't happen, if I don't open my eyes and I'm at a French vineyard with this wine, it's not exhilarating.
1: Okay, well, I think if you want to feel that way, you're going to need a bottle that's more than $8, but I don't know if i not it yet. <laughs> you're judging. <laughs> so, it has ripe red fruit flavors with hints of tobacco, earth, and a touch of oak, framed by mature, mm. round tannins. Mm, uh, yeah. The food that it's great with, artisanal cheeses, poultry, beef, and grilled lamb. So, it would have gone well with our charcuterie board we had. The- oh my
0: god, it would have been great. I will say, I don't think I've ever had lamb. We have it?
1: Not even on a euro?
0: Mm, no, that's okay. No, you're right. I have. But what like, was it
1: like lamb or like actually lamb? It I was, never know. It was in
0: Europe. It was lamb. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> I yeah.
0: But, okay.
1: Oh my gosh, this is 2016 on the top of the cork.
0: Oh, oh we know when it's from.
1: Cute. I mean,
0: it says it on the bottle too, but okay. well, I'll keep that cork. Yeah. It will go in my collection.
1: This is my wine. All right, let's see what this sounds like.
0: (laughs) I promise we're not using a power drill to get this cork. (laughs)
1: That is probably what it sounds like. Let me hand it. We'll just move it in. Yeah, I've got it. Oh, okay.
0: We won't subject y'all to having to listen to us get the cork out of it, so. Yeah.
1: So you nervous. spill
2: it <laughs> down. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: you maybe we
3: should have gotten three bottles
1: for this episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we'll figure it out. Oh God, you're pouring the whole thing! So It's three of us.
1: Oh,
2: yes.
0: Oh. Okay. Well. Ooh. That's a really mm. nice color. We'll
3: mm-hmm. smell it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Smell so the tobacco?
0: It doesn't have a super strong scent.
1: No. My glass is pretty full. I'm carefully swatching them. Mm-hmm.
0: Look at them legs.
1: <laughs> 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 All right, cheers. 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 Mm. Oh. I definitely taste the oakiness that's in yeah.
0: It's Medium
1: for sure, not
0: heavy. No, it's definitely smoother. It's definitely not a cab.
1: Definitely <laughs> not a cab. It's needs to breathe some more. Mine yeah. needs to breathe.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's good. It's yep. It's not as full bodied as I'm used to, though, because it's not a. Cab. I drink cab almost exclusively. I,
1: yeah, I almost got a Zen, but I kept looking at Seven Deadly. Which is one of my favorite zens, And I almost got it, but we try to get wines that we haven't had before.
0: I always get a wine I haven't had before. Brittany last time didn't say.
1: So no, I same. didn't. I didn't. The rosé that I got for the 4th of July was one I've had before, but it was really good. Mm-hmm. Alright. So, don't judge me. Yeah, I
0: like really what good. I like. That's, yeah, that's fine.
1: Okay. So... Are you going to give us any information on this topic?
0: So, m- pretty much, it's I mean, it's a fairly straightforward topic. It's killing your parents.
3: I know, but, like... So, how did you decide on this topic? I'm curious. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: uh, it's actually one of the topics we had talked about before during a brainstorming session. It's mm, true. Because um, we had also mentioned, you know, doing... Sibling Murders, um, mm-hmm. if we were ever able to get Sydney um
1: oh, in, as yeah. a guest speaker
0: on the podcast.
1: Which, Sydney, we do still want you to do that if we you're
0: interested. Just Oh, I guess this is us asking her. We haven't brought it up yet.
1: We haven't, but it'd be a great opportunity to test uh, Skype recording.
0: It would be. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but And I thought, since we're coming up here, since we're going to be recording at Mama's house and... You know, why not do kind of a parent themed one? I mean, it, and that really fucked up one to research. Like, <laughs> again, I think we mentioned this in every episode. All of our topics are fucked up. This one was <laughs> a lot.
1: Yeah. Was um, stopping cannibalism?
0: Oh. I don't.
1: Eee. Eh. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, no. But I'm just saying.
0: In a different way. Yes. In a different way. Because um, again, cannibalism is usually, well, usually in the two cases we chose, mine was a stranger and yours was like an acquaintance. Yeah. So. It's
1: true. Well, how about you tell us about your case?
0: Okay. Mine is the case of Roberto Martinez Marinero. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually, the sources I used for this one were. The Omaha World Herald, which was like ninety percent of my sources, were news articles from the Omaha World Herald.
1: Mm.
0: I also used Reuters, Daily Mail, and People Magazine.
1: Oh, interesting! Yeah, mm.
0: it it was you interesting. You always find the
1: most interesting sources, yeah,
0: yeah. But it's this one was very interesting because the the article in People was a lot of information, a lot of really good information, and yet this case isn't. I guess well-known enough to have its own Wikipedia page and in doing the research it's almost that broad overview is well known but really getting into the details and stuff I had to do a lot of digging so it was interesting but okay so start the story with Jesus Maranero um, who was also known to friends and family as Isminia um, and she had been through so much in her life. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna go into a little bit of it, but it's fucking insane. I mean, she's kind of the perfect example of a loving mother and the American dream as a whole. Mm-hmm. So she was one of nine children and the mother of seven.
1: Wow, that's a big family. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I seven kids a lot. Nine, ki- nine kids too many. Uh, Seven isn't, though? No. No, (laughs) seven's perfect. No. No, I think more than two is a lot. I plan on having two. But anyway, um, her family had said that she longed for a better life for her family in the United States after she left El Salvador in 1999. Uh, When she left El Salvador, only her son, Roberto, followed her. So it was the two of them. I remember- One out of seven. Yeah, mother of Mm -hmm. seven, uh, one of nine children, but it was just her and her son, Roberto, who came from El Salvador to the U.S. So she settled in Mm. Omaha in... Good
1: thing they did this in the 90s.
0: Mm.
1: So I'm curious, was he the baby? Sorry, Mm -hmm. was he the baby? Was he the oldest?
0: He, um... I couldn't really find a lot of information on... That the side of the family that still lives in El Salvador, uh, but judging just by ages and stuff, I think he was on the older side, mm. if not okay. the oldest, one of the older siblings. Did okay. you?
1: Sorry if you already said this. Did you say how old he was when she?
0: Uh, nine, ten, something like that. Yeah. Um. So she settled in Omaha in 2003 after hearing about jobs in the meatpacking plants, and over the years she gave birth to two more sons. Uh, Hosu and Angel um but in the wait is this
1: 8 and 9? uh
0: or yes. was this 6 and 7? Oh my God. 8 and 9 I think okay. I believe so um so in the last few weeks of her life she w- struggled um I mean her, her life had been hard up to this point in many ways but the last few weeks were hard mm-hmm. I guess to say the least yeah Um, I mean, she struggles. Her house was broken into, set on fire, and she was living with her sister um, at the time. They're in Omaha. They're in Omaha. Okay. So, towards the end of April 2015, she asked her friend Teresa Rivera Avelar to look after her children if anything bad happened to her. So things were happening and she was thinking that people were out to get her and oh my gosh after looking over I'm kind of thinking rightfully so um so the friend declined to go into details but said trouble for the Marinero family started earlier this year so earlier 2015 right um her home caught fire on April 22nd and she was convinced that someone set it on fire mm. purposefully oh no um so Fire investigators had been investigating the incident as arson, but at the time of the report I read, which was in mid May, uh, they hadn't identified any suspects. Uh, and the fire wound up engulfing the basement and first floor, causing over $45,000 in damage.
1: I'm assuming she wasn't home. Thankfully, like, like,
0: I don't believe anyone was hurt in the okay. fire, uh, but it basically made their home unlivable. So that's why she had to move in with her sister. Right, sister. Okay,
1: gotcha, gotcha. Oh my gosh.
0: And at this time, she has, you know, her two little ones mm-hmm. and um, her eldest son, Roberto. So yeah. it's, you know, all I need to move into sister's home. Yeah. So leading up to the fire, she had seen men in trucks following closely behind her around town. And each time she turned, the following truck would too. So again mm,
1: so someone seems as if they're definitely following her on purpose
0: yeah since january of 2015 um again this is a report from may uh, she had reported to police that someone had burglarized her burglarized her home on five occasions and in one case the burglar spray painted the walls uh, like marking their territory inside uh yes.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So she's thinking that there's gang violence some kind of something mm-hmm. involved. Um and again, she and her family moved in with her sister after her house was burned. So Gus Peterson, who was the sister's next-door neighbor, uh said the house had been broken into several times after they moved in. So the sister's house had been broken oh, into. Yeesh. Um, And so much so that they installed a security system. Mm-hmm. The sister and, uh, and
1: her husband. Or uh, her oh, sorry, no,
0: Gus wasn't her husband. My bad. No, Gus was the neighbor. Yep. Um, but because of all of this that's going on, that she's feeling unsafe. She, you know, she has her little ones. She has her family here. Mm-hmm. Um, her relatives encouraged her to move out of the state. Um. But she feared that her son Roberto might be involved in the trouble and might be part of the reason why this is happening.
3: How old um, is he now?
0: He's twenty five now. Twenty-five. Okay. So
3: Um,
0: so she said no because she couldn't leave him here. Because she thinks he's getting involved in some gangs in trouble that she's like, Yes, this shit's happening to me. This is I'm terrified, but I need to make sure I'm here to protect him and
3: but she didn't feel like she could take him, load him up, and say, come on, kids.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? uh, he, at the time, was living with a girlfriend, and I believe they had two kids of their own. Oh. So, okay. it would have
2: been, well,
3: been like taking them, too. Yeah. He's 25. He's not 12. So yeah, it's true. So, he's an adult. You can't just say, we're, we're leaving. Packing up and leaving. Yeah, you yeah. can't like, say, it. all right, yeah. right. We're to come on, we're going to
0: Minneapolis. Yeah, not happening. So, anything. she wanted to be there to... Both keep an eye on him make sure, sure. he was okay.
3: Sure.
0: Yeah. You yep. do
2: that
3: for
0: your kids, regardless mm-hmm. of the age. They're still your kid. It's true. Well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think yeah. maybe he well, should. Remember been. the topic of this episode. She maybe yes, should. Um, I <laughs> So her friend told People magazine that Ismenya thought that in some ways she would be able to protect him. I mean.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Now we get to May 5th of 2015, when 25-year-old Roberto Martinez Mariero was in his apartment that he shared with his girlfriend, uh, he was there with his mother, and they broke into an argument about money, um, as they had many times in the weeks prior, um, it was a fairly, fairly common argument. It didn't yeah. really go into specifics what about, but, I mean, everyone argues about money. I feel like most arguments involve money in some way.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, but this time it was different um, because Roberto stabbed his mother oh. using a six-inch blade and then beat her with an aluminum baseball bat.
1: Oh, my God. Whoa, whoa. The stabbing wasn't enough. He had to bring in the bat?
0: Uh, Yep. So... Oh,
1: my
0: God. Yeah. At this time, his two brothers, four-year-old... Uh, Four-year-old Hosu and 11-month-old Angel went missing. (gasps) So the following day on May 6th, a neighbor who lives in the area of Loritz Gardens and his wife were taking a walk when they discovered a woman's body at around 7 p.m. Mm. Police were called Mm. and it was discovered to be Ismenya.
2: Yeah.
0: So again, at this time, both of... The younger children are missing. missing. Oh, my God. Um, And I believe, if not now, very soon after this, um, an Amber Alert went out for them.
1: So, this is really random, but if she's still living with her sister, did her sister not report her missing?
0: It was the day after.
1: I was going to say, it's so
3: soon that. Um,
0: So, it could have been, you know, her sister thought, oh... Maybe she's staying after, or staying the night at Roberto's Roberto's apartment or something.
1: Yeah, okay, Um, that makes sense.
0: So, that day, um, 11-month-old Angel Ramirez Mariano was found bruised but safe in a trash container in a nearby apartment Mm. complex. He Um, threw his
1: brother in the trash?
0: He threw his 11-month-old baby brother in the trash, um... In, in an apartment complex that was nearby
1: oh my god uh, so was the baby not, in there like when was the kid discovered
0: the kid was discovered the may 6th and so he could have
1: been in there for hours
0: yeah uh, but he was apparently you know the neighbor had been walking you know walking around and he heard like rustling and crying from the trash can he's like what the hell looked in child
1: Mm-hmm. And, oh my God.
0: but he was again bruised but safe, healthy, fine yeah. So he's doing oh, well. Um, Hosu has still not had still not been found at this point year you. So on Monday May 11th 2015, five days after his little brother was found left alive in the dumpster, a Nebraska boat crew found a little boy's lifeless body along the banks of a river. Oh, God. Hosu um, was tangled in tree limbs at the edge of the Elkhorn River um, when the Waterloo Fire Rescue Team had spotted him. At this point, I mean, there were thousands of search and rescue people combing Omaha, trying to find him. Oh, Sure. And Omaha's not that big. Omaha's not. I mean, it's, I think it's like 300,000 people or something. It's, But it's not huge. But yeah. the city turned out oh to look God for it. Because, again, idea. at this point, they're thinking, you know, oh, my gosh, this stuff. Maybe, you know, this is gang violence. Maybe right. they've, they were kidnapped mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, people have no idea what's going on. Mm. So it gets worse. Um, so...
1: I really
0: don't see how this could get worse, but okay. Well, um, so four-year-old Hosu was alive and asleep when his 25-year-old brother ripped him from his car seat and threw him over a bridge rail (gasps) into the river on when the, I guess, late night of the 5th, early morning of the 6th, um, right after murdering his mother and kidnapping his younger brother, throwing him in the trash can.
3: Okay, how did
0: they know this? Um... Yeah, let's... They know this because Roberto walked into the police department a few days after the killing, while Hosu was still missing, and confessed to the crimes, and told them
2: <gasps> like, that he threw out. him in the river. Oh my!
0: And God. that they did. It. They're still there. They were still looking for him. Yeah. When he's like, "You're not going to find him. He's in the river." Um, yeah. So
1: and I'm i assuming he was deceased.
0: He was dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Gabriela Guevara, who was 24, who was Roberto's girlfriend, had helped Roberto lift the body of his mother into a car, pushing her feet as he pulled her arms. Oh, um, my God. According to video that was captured by a neighbor's security camera. So, <gasps> they wow. had video of this. Like, they... Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, she, of course, denied any involvement. Um, but then assisted... Isn't
1: that you? On this... Uh- they're like, Hey is a,
0: We see you. She's like, mm, no, not I me.
1: wasn't involved.
0: I of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: I feel like almost in today's world, you have to just assume that a camera has caught you. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, everyone
1: has security cameras. Anytime, obviously, you're in a place of business or around buildings of business, mm-hmm. there's going to be cameras everywhere, which... I feel like, and this could be totally lying, but I feel like there's not as many fake cameras as there used to be. Or yeah. ones that are not working. Right. Like, they're all in working order yeah. and well, and they really so... get caught. Well,
0: because nowadays they're cheap.
1: Oh, they're very I mean, expensive. expensive I bought a
0: camera maybe a year ago or so, yep. a few months ago, a year ago, because because I wanted to see what Max got up to while I was at work.
1: I still want one of those <laughs> for um, the same reason. Oh, it's
0: wonderful. I can pull it up right now let's check on Sebastian let's see what Sebastian's doing while Uh, I'm gone but um it was he's
1: having that cat party
0: oh he is yeah we Sebastian decided to have a cat party at my house we've we've decided Mm. uh he was telling us he was gonna do that while I'm gone but the camera 30 bucks um plugs in has night vision you can record you can speak through it I mean it's like kind of legit
1: and that's 30 bucks
0: 30 bucks um, uh, 30 bucks from a private seller. So I'm sure if you're a business or security company, you can get it so much cheaper. I can't see this bastard on the camera.
3: Well, you know, that's a very old technology. Actually, when my children were growing up, but well, anyway, so uh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: my God. did she <laughs> watch <on>. this?
0: <laughs> Um, but also don't know if I saw this in the news fairly recently, that Orlando is the first airport in the US to start face scanning every passenger that walks through security.
1: Like without there. you knowing
0: it? I mean, as part of the walk through security process. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, like you, you go, go through the, the, thing, the
1: put thing, your arms up and it's like
0: <laughs> And it's like this is what you look like naked. And I'm like, <laughs> I look like a person.
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, so of yeah. face scanning. Yeah. What, what is
1: that's something that's really weird? Every time I wear... I have those um, old navy jeans with, like, the ripped holes and their cuffs at the bottom. The right cuff always, like, gets a little square on it in those machines. There's nothing in there. And it's not you like... trying to like,
0: drugs in your jean cuff? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what I'm admitting right now. There's, like, nothing in there. It's not thicker, but it always... Because they have to fill it in. It's the same one. And, like, mm. obviously, I, I wash them. So, it's, like
0: not something much do you travel that you have a specific pair of jeans that you're like, (laughs) every time I go to security, this happens. I just, you know, so much, I have a big enough sample size that it's, yeah.
3: Um, they can wear a different pair of jeans.
0: I know. They're like
3: really
1: comfortable and it's fine. They just pat my ankle down. Yeah.
0: So I am one of those people. I like to dress up when I go to the airport i mean, I'm not okay, one of those. People
1: I'm not right? saying they're sweatpants.
0: No, I no, no, I know, but I'm saying I like to wear like a belt, slice button up. Why? Like, t- because I feel like. Are you shitting me? Right yeah. Now? I like to dress up. Like I'm yeah, traveling don't for business. Do you want to be comfortable in the airport
3: on oh, the airplane? My
0: work clothes are comfortable. Okay. Anyway, but I.
1: You didn't wear yeah. like a suit when we went to Mexico.
0: Yeah, that's because we we're gonna step off the plane and it was gonna be thirty five thousand degrees. <laughs> um, but so when I travel north of the line of hell, um, <laughs> does that line go through
1: Omaha? It's,
0: it's the uh, the. Oh God, I don't know the name of this. I can't make that joke. Uh, yeah, pretty much it does. Yeah. Uh, but no, I I think it shows respect to like. The flight attendants and stuff that you're not sitting there we being like, sh- so oh,
3: full they don't give a shit. I think like they do. I so so think you're a little crap
0: As someone <laughs> who has is the only one of us who has in recent decades uh, been a surfer, I appreciate it when the customers are like. Looking nice and treating this like a nice thing, rather than like you know, gym shorts balls falling out onto the chair, like putting their feet up on the table. No, No,
1: you wear gym shorts every day. You clearly don't respect me enough.
0: Oh, absolutely not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have to see you in those gym shorts, simply not for the description that you just gave. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Let's let's, yeah.
0: But um, yeah, that's what I change into after work.
1: I know you obviously see me in a t-shirt and shorts, (laughs) like my little, the ones I got from a friend that they're not, they're supposed to be like short shorts, but I would never wear them as short shorts.
0: Well, yeah, no, I see you in that or I see you in the sweatpants you stole from me.
1: I tried to give them back, and then I spilled wine and took
0: them. Remember, yeah. I spilled wine on your couch. You're like, oh, here, I'll take back. Oops. Oh, let me just take them back to wash them. Yeah, I don't have those yet.
1: Okay, so girlfriend <sighs> anyway. got caught on camera yes. and tried <laughs> to deny it. Yep.
0: Get back to, back to this. You know, we need a little light-hearted break, though. I think. Yeah. I think. Maybe you don't. That's fucking dark if you didn't.
1: I
3: didn't say a word. Okay, so it? I'm anxious to keep on with the story. So what happened? <laughs> <laughs> she, Sorry. She, uh, uh, shut the fuck she's up. Still I mean, oh, my God. she's can... a fast
1: forwarder.
0: Oh, my God. You are. You She fast doesn't forward. listen to the
1: banter. It's why she didn't hear about Pandora. She was like, I, I want the murder. Pandora? No. Yeah. Patreon,
0: yeah. We're not on Pandora. <laughs> Sorry, Pandora. No, I have
1: not listened
0: to five yet. So you listen to this music, so we think you might like a podcast about drinking and murder. <laughs> what <laughs> songs are you listening to? No. <laughs> it's like
1: <laughs> Dr. Dre and all the Compton. What? Just come on, drugs. Whatever. Uh, let's uh, go. Uh,
0: uh, okay. It, all right. Um so Guevara um is still denying any involvement. Like still no, that wasn't me. She assisted Roberto <laughs> in dumping his mother. Um and Ismenya was probably still alive. When they <gasps> disposed of her in a ditch.
3: No, so she yeah. died no, in even the after ditch. the stabbing and the baseball. After the bat. stabbing
0: and being beat with the aluminum baseball bat. Holy she, crap! That and being you know dragged into the car, and dumped. God. She survived that and wound up most likely dying in the ditch. Ugh. yeah. Jeez. So again, Roberto confessed to everything. Yeah. He he just walked into the police department and was like, I need to confess this. Uh, a few days after, of course. No. Yeah, well, like not my mama. Not, you know, uh,
1: mm-hmm. what? I offed my mama. Yeah, basically. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, killed my mom through my, you know, not even a year old baby brother in the trash, through my 4-year-old off a bridge, you know. What you do? No. Oh, basically. God so in february of 2016 he pled guilty and received two consecutive life sentences for the murders of his mother and his four-year-old brother he also faced a kidnapping charge for throwing his 11-month old brother in the dumpster but that charge was dropped when he pled guilty to the two counts of first-degree murder Um, he also pled guilty to one count of using a weapon to commit a felony and you're Probably wondering why this is happening what? so quickly. Um, what
1: do you mean, like, oh, sorry, a, a weapon to commit a felony?
0: Using a weapon to commit a felony is in itself a crime.
1: Okay. So wouldn't so, that like, happen on, like, most murder cases then?
0: Unless use... you were, like, using your hands to strangle someone. Right, right. But, yeah. Okay.
1: Hmm. So anytime, any...
0: Well, in like, Nebraska, um, at okay. least. Okay, okay. I don't know how widespread that law is. I but, just never
1: yeah. really heard that because... Especially if you're giving someone life, which I guess just tack on more years, like we did talk about that one episode. Yeah, um, okay.
0: But um, this this all happening um, in February when he's pleading guilty and everything. Uh, the May, the murders happened the prior May uh, because this was um, a plea deal. And um,
1: Wait, so he pleaded, his plea deal was life? Was it to not get the death penalty? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, okay. It's, it's, oh, yeah. Well, I guess it's first degree.
0: Yeah. And it's right. two counts. Yeah. One of whom is a child. I'm honestly very surprised they offered the plea deal.
3: So, I am, too. And, and maybe you're going to get here, but I'm thinking uh, drugs or gang.
0: Well, they... The family was
3: Yeah,
1: still do not know why you did
0: this. Well, the family was convinced that it was, you know... There's more to the story. Gangs are involved. Like there has to be more. Uh, Roberto said it was just him. That he it was just nothing got mad. else. That he just got mad in this argument over money, um, and killed her. I don't believe that. I I think he was protecting his uh, his girlfriend. But I also don't know because he then murdered her in the house with her there. So why? If you're trying to protect her. Why would you do that then? So, I don't really know.
3: Uh, I would say that the, there had to have been some passion involved. You know, you get yeah. pissed, something's going on. Maybe, maybe, obviously, you said that there had been struggles before mm-hmm. about the money issue. Uh, he's wanting money. Mama's saying, Sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. And he's like, <laughs> I go bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> bullshit with.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Like, Jesus. Um, um. Yeah, I'm surprised they offered the plea deal because in really? exchange for the life sentences, they didn't pursue the death penalty.
1: Right. Well, is it like life without the possibility of parole or do you not know?
0: Um, I believe so. God.
3: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we're paying for him to live. That's nice.
0: I mean, I it would have been sense. more expensive to put him to death. Yep. Wow.
3: Well. But still, he gets to live. Yeah. You know? I mean... Yes, he's in prison. But he gets three squares.
1: He's walking around. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But if you kill someone because they killed someone, how does that make you better than them?
0: Yeah. You know? And then... In this case... Like, better,
1: like, the... Not, I'm better than them, that's not what well, I Well, let's see, I'll lie for an eye. Right, yeah. right. Yeah.
0: But once you get into... Because the idea of the death penalty is that it serves as, like, a deterrent. So people mm-hmm. won't kill because clearly it they're... clearly Oh, the risk of, I'll be put to death, and it doesn't work. Because it's been shown to not be a deterrent. When you get into the idea of retribution, that's not really something... Like, you can't argue against someone's retribution... Like if that's, if, if someone's idea of we right. shove the death penalty right. as retribution for the murders, that's like, well, it, you know,
1: yeah, yeah, it's hard to argue. Um, that.
0: but I don't know. I, cause I also think about all of the people who have been put to death, who were innocent, who are later found to be in I wrote. I wrote a paper on this, so I have opinions. Oh, okay. Um,
1: that was your, like, capstone, right? That was my capstone. No, I still, still want to read that sometime. I, I need to find I it. I always forget that your degree is in criminology.
0: Yep. But, um, yep, sociology with a focus of criminology. But, um, I wrote my paper on um, the reasons why the death penalty doesn't work, and I spent a good portion of it, um, focusing on States that execute criminals mm-hmm. who are later found to be innocent. So, um, which there's not a lot of data because the places that put the resources and the money and time into this, once a prisoner is executed, are usually going to shift their resources to other people on death row they can save and they can mm-hmm. exonerate. Uh, but just in the past, I believe, 30 years or so, um, at least 27 people in, uh, I believe, in Florida. It might have been in the U.S. as a whole. I think it was probably U.S. as a whole. Yeah, probably in um, U.S. as a whole. Were found to be innocent, and they had already been and they executed. had already been executed. So at that point, do we say, well, you know, the state of Florida executed this person who is innocent? They put them to death for no reason. You know, do you take the the government of Florida to court and it's a death penalty state, mm-hmm. you, you know, where does Thank it go? Do you, government. well, do you, you know, is the, the governor who well, signed off on the execution for right, right, right. responsible for that innocent death? You know, should they be put on death row too? Well, and if you're, you know, in, in criminal justice, you cannot all what you can't be a hundred percent sure.
1: Well, that's what, yeah, that actually I'm going to okay. tee off of that because I feel like it's very difficult to prove someone guilty because of just all the lawyers, all the, like their entire job is to get the person off, whether or not they're guilty or not. Because right. I feel like there are a lot of defense lawyers who go into a case knowing that that person's guilty, but they've got to find the avenue yeah. to that's get them the job. best deal. It's right. their job. But also when, if it's not something that this person is confessing or that there are reliable witnesses, and we know that witness testimony is um, not as reliable, DNA, like it's, but it's hard to prove, to really, really prove and be 100% sure someone did something. And it's kind of like, one more thing, it's kind of like in our justice system, you are proven guilty or not guilty not guilty or innocent it's guilty or not guilty and being not guilty means there was reasonable doubt right that you know because there are so many cases when we see and feel oj the person was not guilty but clearly he was guilty but he, he got off anyway yeah because for some reason that jury found reasonable doubt obviously there was a very biased comment but yeah. <laughs> right. yeah um but that's what i'm just saying it's 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 not an easy thing to prove that someone did it which is why the whole system exists and it's a difficult one
0: well it's one of those things you hear all the time about you know this prisoner was released after 30 years in prison because he was found innocent and as much as the psychological effects and the economic effects, and the, the damage you did to this person, you can't go back for putting them in prison thirty years.
2: You yeah. cannot
0: go back from executing someone. Yeah, true. So that's those those are like my biggest things against it. But yeah, this you, he is currently in uh, prison.
1: For do this. you know? Because I honestly have no idea how many states there are that are still death penalty states. Like, what, what the distribution is around the country.
0: It's mostly southern states. Um, just...
1: believe in the death penalty? Yeah. Who, yeah. Um, Which, um, I mean, and, I, and that's what I thought mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm.
0: I believe it is something around half. Okay. So still that, death I was state. thinking
1: it was probably 50-50.
0: But there are... Quite a few states that are death penalty states that don't practice it. Um, Be it Washington is technically a death penalty state. Uh-huh. It's on the laws, but I don't think they've executed someone in, like, 20 or 30 years. Like, they don't... It is legal there, but it is not something that is ever used. It's practiced. Like, mm-hmm. Gary Ridgway from episode one. Yeah, that's what I was, was going to say. I, mm-hmm. I thought
1: we talked about this a little bit. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like, because he murdered to 100 people, yeah. you know, but didn't receive the death penalty because Washington could but doesn't kind of thing. Yeah. But So
3: let me just tell you, this is something that this podcast interests me when I listen to. I want to go research. Mm-hmm. It's like I wish I had my phone right now <laughs> and I could be, you know, how many death penalty? Hello, Siri. How many <laughs> death penalty? <laughs> oh, no.
0: It's insane how much she
1: wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: I found thirty-five restaurants in the area for death penalty. I, know. I don't want to eat their cereal. It's like, Oh my god, what are they serving? <laughs> no, but it's it's actually funny how much. That's how one of often. the ones that
1: Issei Sagawa did a review for. Oh fuck!
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's dark. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, I had to. It was <laughs> so good. It was right that's, there. That, that's fair. That was a that was low hanging fruit. But no, how many times one of us will be? Usually, it's Brittany's cases, and I'm like pulling out my phone, listening to her, but like looking up whatever she's talking about. I know I did that for like Black Dahlia. You mentioned the pictures, and I was like, what? Oh, oh yeah, oh, I know. It's so
3: interesting. I want to go back and and re listen to. Some of the podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's right. She did
1: say that. Oh, yeah. look it up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, and one thing that I've always found interesting, it, we both do our research very differently. Because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like the cases that Tyler finds are ones that, uh, for the most part, I've never heard of. I I generally seem mm-hmm. to pick the more common ones that mm-hmm. people have heard of. Um, sometimes I do obscure, but he just finds some that are so interesting and. Uh, actually kind of sad because it's like there's this unlimited amount of resources to find these mm-hmm. different things. so cases. I'm sure I'm I'm interested though in the fact
3: that you said there wasn't a lot of research information
2: mm-hmm.
3: and yet People Magazine yeah
0: now, that's, that's, still that's my
3: mind because that's, that's what that stuff me. yeah
0: from what I found it wasn't um, like the magazine you pick up on the shelf it was their website That ran the stories because they, Hmm. um, I guess, had someone, you know, their journalists found these stories in Omaha and were like, fuck, people need to read this. Mm -hmm. People, TM, need Mm -hmm. to read this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so
0: they posted stories um, and linked to that. But I couldn't really find it, it it took me a long time to find um, the money. As the as the reason for the fight, mm-hmm. that was difficult. Um, but even that, and then most of the articles that I used were uh, news articles from both during it. So you know, this woman's body was found. Or this Amber Alert out,
2: hmm. um,
0: and news articles over the trial. But as far as really finding a lot of background, there was a couple interviews with family members, and there was. A couple little tidbits inside some of the articles, but not a lot of background. To me, the most frustrating thing about this case is the lack of motive. Like, it's you fought about money, but why? Well, that's why I was when I was asking,
1: like, why did he do it? And he's just like, oh, I just, I was mad.
0: Yeah, and it's. it's, Which is
1: why I really do think there's some, he's he's hiding something, protecting someone. Like someone's threatening him behind the scenes, which mm -hmm. is why I think gang
0: activity. -hmm. Yeah. Well, I I saw message boards that I've read of people talking about it. And a lot of people think that, you know, he uh, tried to kill his brothers because they saw this or because, or all of Mm -hmm. this happened because um, the mom and brothers were witnesses to his gang activity and that was involved. But it's just a lot of speculation. Like, no one's Mm -hmm. really sure. There's not a lot of evidence. Or there's not a lot of...
3: Okay, so... So, here's my question. So, he's in prison. Mm -hmm. She just got off?
0: She didn't. Um, From what I found, she was pending trial for her involvement. Um, Mm -hmm. Which, because
1: this was, like, 2016 when he was convicted, so... Yeah, and he He, was convicted because of a plea
0: deal... So, oh, that's
1: why it went quickly. Yep. Yeah,
0: like had it not, his trial probably would have been like this year or yeah. something because. Mm,
2: and it takes forever but he the, the w- he was in
0: prison the whole time. He was never uh, allowed to be released on bond or bail, yeah. um, or I guess jail because he. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so there we go. There's. Mm, do boy. you see what I mean? And it's not as fucked up and cannibal, but it is in a different way. I mean, they're all fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is, is a true.
3: cannibal, though. This is just... I mean, <gasps> okay. okay fine. I mean, it's, no, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I hate that it's the parent and sibling and sibling and yeah.
1: a baby. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Did the baby... Did it, I mean, I guess she probably didn't find it. I mean, she wondered, like, where he went.
0: Oh, he went to live with, uh, I think, mom's sister. Okay. That was good. Like, she, she took him... Uh, <laughs> took him over. Took him in. Yeah. And... Yeah.
1: Jeez. Yep. Well, um, I'm thinking it's now my turn. But first, wine.
0: Yes, bottle two.
1: Which, I'm not going to use the electric opener this time. It's just really (laughs) loud. I feel like we're going to have to cut out half of the, like... (sighs) It didn't sound like that, but whatever.
0: But basically... So I'm just going to
1: use a regular bottle opener. Yeah.
0: So... I will say having, a, while I love that we have our beautiful, wonderful guest star, um, having a third person to drink wine not as fun. Makes
1: it <laughs> up. go oh, by real fast. Yeah.
0: All right. All right. Well, cheers.
1: bye two.
0: So, which mm, patricidal murder did you pick?
1: Uh, only the best.
0: I figured. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know which one you picked.
1: Yes. So, I am doing the case of the Menendez brothers. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. killed their parents, Jose and Kitty Menendez. So, uh, these two boys were living in Beverly Hills. They were born into a life of wealth and privilege. and everything
2: um, Must be nice.
1: <laughs> they were the only sons of Hollywood executive Jose Menendez and his wife Kitty. Uh, these brothers, Eric and Lyle, claimed that on the night of August 20th, 1989, they returned home from the movies to find their mom and dad assassinated in their Beverly Hills home. I
0: aspire to one day be so like wealthy or influential that if I were to be murdered, it's an assassination.
1: Yeah. No. Seriously, though. Goals. In... <laughs> goals. <laughs> goals. I would Small like. To... If I'm gonna be killed by someone, I would like to be assassinated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. Uh, okay. Well, I hope you can reach that level of fame, but I hope it the uh, assassination part never happens.
0: Oh, same. That would be nice.
1: Yeah. So the two of them supposedly get home from the movies. They walk into the house and both of their parents are dead in the living room. Mm. So Lyle calls 911 and he's screaming on the phone, someone killed my parents, someone killed my parents. So the someone that he was blaming, you know, will eventually learn um, that, you know, this is all fake. After seven years, all the facts were uncovered and their admission of guilt was ultimately confirmed and it, solidified this case as America's most notorious patricidal murder. Damn. So, very, very well known. Um, Initially, the brothers were blaming the mob, but the the gruesome overkill The mob. Yeah. I mean, their dad was this, you know, really wealthy Hollywood executive. Yeah. It being the mob is not completely out of the question. No, it's absolutely not. Okay. Fair. Okay. Okay. It's not, but also it's kind of like, oh, it you know, the mob did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the easy excuse. But because of the gruesome overkill of the case, it was clearly um, a crime fueled by emotion mm-hmm. and it not the handiwork of the mafia. Mafia yeah. would be a simple like, poof, poof, done. This was a <laughs> little bit more than that. Do right? you know this
0: from experience?
1: Movies. Movies. Okay. <laughs> all from the movies um investigators investigators counted over a dozen gunshot wounds between both of the victims, including one that was in the back of Mr Menendez's head Menendez's that's kind of hard to say. It was in the back of his head, which essentially decapitated him. oh fuck. Um, this was from a shotgun. I was gonna say what they used yeah it was a shotgun twenty two not at all. It was <laughs> nope. <laughs> a little bit more power behind it. Um, Mrs. Menendez was shot on the left, left cheek, which literally blasted away her eye, nose, and and uh, that the whole half of her face.
0: Jesus.
1: So one thing that happened in this case is the police actually broke protocol at the crime scene and compromised the investigation pretty early on. Oh. Lyle and Eric performed their act of grief so convincingly that the first responders thought that it was unnecessary to test their hands and clothing for <gasps> gunshot residue. Seriously. Yeah. So. Oh my God. Instead, they allowed the young men to just be emotional, console one another. Uh, they said it seemed like genuine shows of despair, but it, it completely compromised.
2: Yeah. The investigation.
1: Wow. Like, immediately. Right at wow. the beginning. Um, neighbors even recalled that Eric, who was the younger of the two brothers, was curled up in the fetal position on the front lawn of the family home during, uh, you know, when the first responders were there. And early reports described the crime scene inside as, as a gangland style killing. Um, meaning, you know, both victims had been shot in the kneecaps for an additional tons, touch of credibility. Oh! So, again, like, because they're trying to get away with this whole mafia thing, Mm -hmm. and they went so far to the extent to where they shot him in the kneecaps.
0: Fuck, okay.
1: Um, the, you know, Lyle and Eric were both questioned the night of the murders, but police did not take the time to sit down with them for a formal interview until it had been two months.
0: Two months? Yeah.
1: Yep. So... A little bit of background on the family um jose menendez was a self-made millionaire and he had incredibly high expectations of his sons
2: mm.
1: he was born in cuba and immigrated to the united states when he was just 16 and married kitty when he was 19 oh wow yeah he spent his time working his way up as a dishwasher at the Ritzy 21 Club in Manhattan while he finished an accounting degree at Queens College. He rose through the leadership positions in companies like RCA where he helped sign uh, big names like Duran Duran before becoming the executive vice president at an independent film company, Carloco Pictures.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He then moved his family from the East Coast to the West Coast into a five million dollar mansion wow. that had once been inhabited by Elton John. Oh so well, clearly he went from dishwasher to a five million dollar mansion. Very wow. smart man. Yes, yes. Sounds like he's extremely business savvy. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was this American fairy tale lifestyle that Lyle, in particular, um, championed, admired. Um, his father was, like, had, like I said, high expectations. He was alternatively proud and controlling of both of his boys and reportedly pressured them into to mirror his success. He wanted his sons to be as... Amazing as he was. Um, So he pressured them at school, in tennis, which happened to be the sport of their choice. Mm. So, which could be understood from the way that these kids grew up, not only being just like super fucking rich, but also all the pressure that they were getting from their father. They had a rebellious streak. Yeah. and. They in a time before, like right before the murders, they'd actually been caught burglarizing the neighbors' homes for fun. Yeah. Don't don't do that. Yeah, just I guess to give them something to do that clearly they knew would piss off Dad. So Jose found out. Mm-hmm. He was enraged, and. Of course, though, because they're swimming in money, the kids weren't punished. Oh, no. Like, he he protected them. Um, However, reportedly, he did draw up a new will, which parceled out his uh, $14 million, significantly less, to his sons. Oh. Probably gave more away. Okay. Reportedly, weeks after his parents' death, Lyle confided in a friend that he deleted that updated version... Uh, which was obviously a, fairly, a very highly suspicious act. Why would it,
0: you tell someone if you did that?
1: Because you're stupid. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was later used against the brothers in court. Yes. Oh, yeah. M- motive, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. Um, <laughs> so after the murders happened, the brothers very much acted out, and they were being very ostentatious with their spending. Like super mm. flashy. Um so
0: god, they're see. idiots.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. So it made it look like it was this greedy plot to gain early access to their inheritance, but the brothers they stood out on Beverly Hills, which that says a lot. Yeah. In the weeks after the The murders. They spent between five hundred and seven hundred thousand (laughs) dollars in buying things. Like Mm -hmm. Lyle bought a Porsche, a Rolex, and a restaurant in Princeton, New Jersey, close Uh, to the university where he was a student. So he owned this restaurant. Oh my
0: god, he's still a student.
1: Oh yeah. Where he? Well, no, where he once been. Okay. Yeah. He he's. Do I have their ages? I don't know if I ever said it. I feel like he's in his mid twenties or something.
0: Um I don't want to buy a restaurant.
1: So Lyle was the younger oh no no, so Lyle was older, he's twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Eric was eighteen. So I think he dropped out of school, if I'm correct, if I'm Jesus. remembering
0: correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um Eric he had to send, had decided not to attend UCLA, which his father wanted him to do. Um so he started traveling like for his tennis career. He mm-hmm. hired a $50,000 mm-hmm. a year coach, Shit. bought a Jeep Wrangler. Wait,
0: $50,000 a year? Huh. I was like, that's not a very high salary for a coach.
1: It's really not, but this is also 1989. Oh, okay, fair. Um, I a
0: coach might be coaching other people, too. Yeah, so. mm-hmm.
1: yeah supposedly he also purchased a $40,000 investment in a rock concert at LA's Palladium with a partner, and but his partner ended up stuffing him, but...
0: Yeah, that, yeah,
1: Yeah. Together, Eric and Lyle moved into condos next to one another, his and his, in Marina Del Rey. Mm. So, um...
0: I hate these kids.
1: Please were. <laughs> I know. Seriously, though. Like, your parents get off by supposedly the mafia, wow. and so you just start yeah. shitting money everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, police were paying special attention to these kids, for sure. They were highly skeptical of their innocence. Apparently, um, Eric, the younger of the two, had really been wrestling with the emotional burden of his crime. And he ended up confiding first to one of his friends that he and his brother had Mm -hmm. done it. Because he's 18 can't keep his mouth shut Mm, yeah but in late october of 1989 he met with his beverly hills psychologist jerome oziel o-z-i-e-l and he'd been seeing this uh, psychologist since the burglary burglary incidents and that was when he admitted his involvement in the murders lyle older brother Finds out that his brother Eric had told their therapist threatened to kill the therapist if he reported them no. to the authorities. And, Drop it. Yeah, so it obviously this worked against him. So what happened? Ozil's mistress Judalon Smith happened to be in the waiting room during the time that Eric was confessing. She mm. overheard, recorded the confession. She sat on those tapes for nearly five months before she contacted the police to tell them that, that that Eric's confession had been recorded. And this was about seven months after Jose and Kitty been killed. The police arrested Lyle, and Eric turned himself self in um, after he got back from Israel
0: from, like, a tennis thing. He turned himself in. That, like... It's good they got caught. That's so fucked up of the therapist. Like, Mm -hmm. that's such a breach of, like...
1: Well, I'm about to go in that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Literally, I could tell us where you're going, so just put a pin in it. Uh Uh-huh, okay. So, it it took numerous hearings to convince the court that portions Mm -hmm. of those tapes were admissible because of the doctor-patient privilege.
0: I'm... Mm-hmm. how was any of it admissible?
1: Well, the California Supreme Court eventually ruled that the possibility of violence released the practitioner from Dr. Client privilege and the evidence, evident <sighs> or the evidence eventually helped send the young man to prison.
0: So it was the their confession. Possibility of violence because the other brother threatened to kill him. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So that makes more sense. Yeah. Cause if it was just like, something they said in therapy, like the, yeah, anyway.
1: Well, right. I mean, it's along the same lines, kind of-ish of, um, like, lawyer-client privilege. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because obviously we know, like yeah. I said earlier, a ton of these lawyers know that the person they're defending is guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but, but if you yeah.
0: threaten to kill your lawyer, then that privilege kind of goes out the window. Yeah.
1: So, since... Eric threatened him that kind of so,
0: okay. deal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That sits better with me. Still fucked up yeah. of her to do that.
1: Yeah. Another thing that played against the brothers was that Eric wrote an ominous screenplay about the son of a wealthy couple who ended up killing his parents.
0: Oh my god. I know. Are you kidding me?
1: No. So Eric and one of his friends, a fellow tennis player, Craig Signorelli, wrote a movie that was, uh, it was like a 66-page screenplay called Friends, in which the protagonist kills five people, starting with his own parents. There was even a rumor that there was a more vivid and detailed manuscript, Mm -hmm. one that pretty much lined up exactly with the way that the killing happened. But the existence of that has never been confirmed. But this, the screenplay that they did find had a lot of similarities between God. how the parents were actually killed. So, like, these,
0: wow. these kids are stupid. These kids are idiots.
3: <laughs> um, we
0: were never that stupid, right? Uh,
3: no. Well, okay. we didn't, like, you know. No. We
0: didn't murder, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> no, regardless but of you, that. No, had you, you
3: could have planned it out better. right? Okay.
0: You raised us better than
3: that. Yes, I
1: did. By golly. We wouldn't be going out buying Porsches and Rolexes and his and hers condos. We'd be Uh, buying. His and his.
0: We'd be buying a used Honda Accord, (laughs) a franchise of a McDonald's, not a whole restaurant, (laughs) and then his and his townhomes.
1: Yeah. So, one of the things that made this case so widely known was that the defense team introduced one of the most highly publicized cases of battered child syndrome. So it started to come out that Mm -hmm. Eric and Lyle had been sexually abused by their father and especially Eric for, um, just a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Um, apparently they were punched, belt whipped Mm. and molested when the son started, like it started when Lyle was seven and when Eric was six and mm. this story was corroborated at least in part by family members of Jose like um, and i've seen wow. a few documentaries where their aunt and I, I don't remember her name but she she to this day believes that both of them are innocent um, and that they were acting out to basically save themselves from what Jose was doing to them, that Jose was a sick man.
0: Okay, but so these family members knew?
1: <laughs> well, y- yeah,
0: supposedly. And they, uh, then that would be just as much on them. Well, but,
1: <laughs> I know. So, also about people knowing, um, allegedly Kitty had known about this for 12 years, she Jesus. knew that Jose was molesting their sons. And Lyle Mm -hmm. also accused her as well of incestuous molestation, which extended into his teen years. Fuck. However, none of these accusations were formally substantiated. And according to Deputy District Attorney Pamela uh, Bozenich... Yeah, sorry. I don't know. Bozenich. (laughs) <laughs> Boisbury, who was a prosecutor in the case, the Menendez brothers prepared for the trial for upwards of four hours a day for two years, which is more than enough time for them to, uh, them and their attorneys to craft this justifiable yeah. self-defense claim uh, okay. around abuse. Okay. Because uh, a lot of their case was that they believed that their parents were going to kill them, and so they were acting in self-defense by oh, killing their nice. parents. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, whatever was going on inside the home on Elm Drive, their defense attorneys claimed that it compounded the mental and emotional degradation of the brothers and said it explained instances of acting out, including... Uh, the fact that Lyle was a bedwetter until he was 14. Okay. So it ended up taking two trials and three juries to convict the Menendez brothers of murder. Mm -hmm. The pair took up residence in Los Angeles County Jail following their epic fall from grace uh, for two years while the attorneys volleyed arguments about the tapes and their admissibility in the court. So they were in jail for two years after that. But in July of 1993, when the pathway to prosecution had finally been cleared, um, the Menendez brother trial, it like, like the tapes were admissible. The trial was televised. And it was one of the most watched media events of its era. So you've got to remember this is before OJ. Yeah. Oh. Wow. And, um, I mean, just a few years before one very interesting thing, which this is not in my research, but it was in mm-hmm. one of the documentaries that I watched, um, they met O.J. Like, they were in jail together. Really?
0: After. Oh. Oh, and wow.
1: I mean, for these young boys, it was juice. And, like, they idolized um, him. Huh? Yeah. 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 There's this, this odd connection between the brothers That's and O.J. Wow. That's insane. And they would, yeah. like, talk to each other in prison and just... Yeah. It's really, mm. really crazy and also really fascinating.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, both Eric and Lyle had, in this first trial, they had separate juries, and at the end of the proceedings in January 1994,
0: both of the juries were hung. So...
1: Oh, a trial. Oh. Good grief. The second trial began in August 1995, and there were a few differences mm-hmm. in this second trial than the first. The first one, the judge would not allow cameras in the courtroom, and the case was being heard by just one jury.
0: See, that makes sense. I guess I was kind of confused why there were two different juries mm-hmm. for the same crime. Because it's two different people. Right. Okay. okay.
1: So, but this time they were tried together and the jury did not buy the abuse excuse and brought back a guilty verdict. In 1996, the brothers were spared the death penalty and convicted of first degree murder in their parents' deaths and were sentenced to two consecutive life prison terms without the possibility of parole mm. the brothers were sent to two separate prisons mm-hmm. and had mm, have not seen each other in over 20 years
0: oh damn
1: however yeah. update as of oh. april 2018 april this
0: year hey so just a couple months ago mm-hmm.
1: in february lyle was moved from mule creek state prison in northern California. To San Diego's R.J. Donovan Correctional Facility, which is where Eric was being held after, like, this security classification was lowered. But the brothers lived in separate housing units, and so they would not have seen each other. Even though they were at the same prison, there were, oh. there were almost 4,000 male inmates. But in April, Eric moved into the same housing unit as Lyle, and they got to see each other for the first time in 20 years wow. because it was like when they were convicted and taken out of the courtroom
0: that was the last time that they was saw the last time other. they'd seen each other wow
1: and they you know reportedly burst into tears immediately when they saw one another and um since they are in the same housing unit they can and do spend time with one another but they mm. are definitely still behind bars and um I believe it is Lyle is married with someone. It's like one of those people. I don't think I'm making this up, but one of those people that like writes all the letters to the uh, like kind of falls in love with the criminal and ends up marrying him. So, yeah. Okay. But they are they are still in prison and they do interviews. I've seen quite a few. I'm pretty sure there's like a Dateline one that I saw with Barbara Walters, but. This is Damn. one of those crimes <clears throat> that wow, they uh, it, it was huge. Like everyone yeah. knows about it, and there's actually um, what what news station? Not news station, excuse me. What what TV channel is it that Law and Order's on? Is that NBC? Uh, uh, NBC, yes, yeah, I think NBC, yes. Yeah. yes, yeah. So yeah, it Law is. and Order did a special, uh, like ten episode, and this was recently. It was a few months ago. Oh. That it's been released, and you, I think you can watch it on Hulu. But they did a ten episode like reenactment of the case, and um, oh, it covers a lot of their defense lawyer and the things she did, and a lot of the.
0: Is it this case, or is like a fictionalized version for the show?
1: No, it's this case. Oh, it's this case.
0: So, okay, and,
1: and it's like there are actors playing Eric and Lyle, and it's oh. it's pretty fascinating because it was huge, and especially in that. It, I, I don't know what you would call it it's not a doc- documentary it's like a reenactment kind of yeah. thing but it goes into a lot of details about the sexual abuse defense that mm-hmm. they had and well
0: it's yeah. kind of like the um the American crime story the um which one the OJ one or oh it's like the reenactment yes. of it
3: right oh yes oh yes, yes. yes. with the uh, Kuva mhm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yep yeah. mhm know, yeah. Okay.
0: So, Which. Yeah. We mention OJ a lot, weirdly, but God, that show's so good.
1: It was phenomenal. Yeah. So I still. The people
0: be OJ since that was what it was. Yeah. 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 Oh,
1: I still really think you should watch the ESPN mm. documentary. I mean, it's like eight hours total, but it's so. On bad. the trial. Yeah. Well, it starts sure. with just talking about OJ at that as the athlete and why he was so well known right. and his accomplishments with oh he was a,
3: well he was a phenomenal athlete and such a showman yeah you know the personality there were athletes um, back in what the 70s uh, but yeah he was such a showman yeah and uh, pizzazz and, and personality for you know Keith Jackson interviewing him on uh, the network sports. And uh, so I think that's why he had the sparkle. Yeah. And then he did the commercials, you know, running Hertz. to the airport. and Oh, yeah. He was a hurts oh, boy. You okay. uh-huh. see,
0: I, it always, I guess it never clicked to me, like, how big he was. Because I knew he was, like, a very famous pro athlete, but not famous in the way of, like, O.J. was literally the best ever. You know, not...
1: Yeah. He
0: what, was oh, was, the, like was he, he was, Michael Jordan of football yes. at that time? Okay. Yes. He was huge.
1: Yeah. He played for
3: USC? No. Wait. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Uh,
0: well, he oh, was also pro. Hey,
1: yeah. But he was played he? for the Bills and the 49ers. Okay. Buffalo Bills, 69 to 77. 49ers, um, 78 to 79. Oh, okay. But yeah, he played for USC... And, Mm -hmm. um, he was just so admired. And then he went to like the Bills and the 49ers and just didn't do as well in pro as he did in college, but he was still OJ. Um, but anyway, so the ESPN goes, it goes into like, it talks about his college career, his NFL Mm -hmm. career, and then the freaking murder. And then it goes into talking about um, just who he was, like later in life, and the whole like Vegas thing. Mm. And he went; he was like weird. He was doing like in between a time like after the case, and he was free or whatever. I remember there was one part he's like living in Miami, making like music videos, rapping with all these strippers and what prostitutes, and he's just like really fucked up. And uh, anyway, then when he went to Vegas to supposedly steal back some of his, like, autographed things that have been stolen right. from him, and then he gets caught, and I will say, I love the judge It's just like, I'm going to give you the absolute max sentence, because we're going to get you in prison, because yeah. that's what you deserve. But, you know, he's free now. Yeah. I don't know where he is. I haven't looked it up, but
0: no. he's not in jail. Gosh. Gosh. That was... Because mm. so, I... Was alive when all that happened, but I don't remember any of it. Like I was young, so young that I was not aware of it at all. Oh no! And I, I don't even think, as I grew up,
2: Maybe like two.
0: Well, I know, but I don't think even <laughs> as I grew up, it was a thing people like still talked about. Like you know, when I was ten, like it wasn't a thing people talked about. Yeah. Like I, pro- I probably learned about it I don't know, when I was like a young teenager through jokes on TV or so- something like that.
1: Right, right. Um, well, and the other thing the ESPN uh, documentary goes into was all the like the the race riots and whatnot with yeah. um, Rodney King and mm-hmm. all, after all of that happened. And it was a lot of it, it was the most, out of all the things I've seen with OJ, it was the most inclusive Documentary that talked Mm -hmm. about the entire, like, longevity of who he was, like, what was going on, why the trial happened the way it did, and how it turned into a race thing. It had nothing to do with the murders. Like, Nicole and Ron were, like, literally nothing in that case, which drives me crazy. Yeah, that's what makes
0: me so mad about the whole thing, is that the case immediately is... And even it's the OJ case, it's not the Nicole Brown... I know,
3: Ron Goldman. Yeah. Yeah, it's focusing not on the victims. Yeah. So it's giving him notoriety, which... um,
0: It's just, it's, yeah, because it's so... Well, and
3: unfortunately, uh, that's what happens in a lot of the cases. Yeah. It's about the perpetrator. It's Mm -hmm. not the victim. No. No. And and that's that's how that case is remembered, and he, and that person, he or she, is glorified Mm-hmm. Yeah. and that's that's wrong that's sad
0: see yeah. that's one of the things I really do have a big issue with televising media. these court things because no not not, the, not media the media necessarily but like I don't know the televising of these court cases and the making a celebrity out of
3: Yes, I agree. Out
0: of these killers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that. Uh, it's
1: true. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Because it's... I don't know. I think it's... I think it's amazing when you will watch CNN or watch a news program and they will devote it to the victims or stuff. But I don't know. So much of it is devoted to, like... This is the killer. Who was the killer? What were they doing? Why they? And it's like, I understand the interest. I mean, mm-hmm. I totally get it. We're literally doing a podcast about this, right? right. But I don't know. There's just I, I think there's a difference between following it, following the case, and following the criminal.
1: Right. Right. Well, at least with the OJ case, he was found guilty in civil court. Yeah. Um, yeah. However, I don't think he was ever able to actually pay off what he owed to the families.
0: No, because there's...
1: Well, which is part of... Sorry. I was going to say, which is part of why I think the Goldman family own the rights to his book. Mm-hmm. And you've seen the cover how... Because the book's called, like, If I Did It. And basically it says, I did it, and if is, like, tiny. Yeah. And it's it's his book, and the Goldman family owns that. And I think they get money. And it's part of how they're
0: mm-hmm. getting what they... Because well, there's some uh, law on the books that's specific to, um, like, repaying or, like, restitution in civil cases, and I can't remember what exactly falls under it, but I think it's, like, I, I think there's something that's, like, specifically earning through sports or something like that is not counted.
2: No. And I'm like,
0: are you fucking kidding me? Because it's... For, for some reason, the way the law is written, technically OJ's earnings, he doesn't have to, you know, he is not part of what's owed. And I, No, it's okay. Just get whatever you need. That's <laughs>
1: over. What are you writing
2: down?
1: I was going to yeah, write down a note. Do you want chocolate? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can we edit
2: this out?
0: No, we're totally (laughs) We'll leave it in the like twenty second confused pause. I will go get Um, chocolate
3: because we have red home.
0: I'm in my chocolate window. Okay. 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 Anyways, um should we
1: (laughs) No, please continue to open it. What do you have for us?
0: (laughs) Yes. Is that chocolate I see to go with our wine?
1: You
3: know, <laughs> <laughs> you have the murders, you have the wine, uh, but you have a special guest. So, this is true.
1: and the special guest brings us special. Well,
3: and the, you know, it's like Does that. the special
0: guest fill my glass because it's empty and sad?
3: I can do that.
2: I can do that. Well, thank
3: you. You're welcome. So. Like, part of the recap, part of the finalizing of all of this. Uh, <gasps> oh, I
1: just got a really great idea.
0: Okay, well, please don't like, interrupt, Mama. i want to know where this is going. No, <laughs>
3: yeah. I was just going to say, you know, like the, the finalizing of a good meal, the finalizing of a good conversation, uh, a good get-together is a little bit of dessert. Mm-hmm. A little chocolate with a red wine. Okay. Yeah. So, wait. What color
1: so, is this? Oh, God. That's dark.
3: Yeah. Well, of course it's dark. Hello. We have red wine. Okay. What are you thinking? So, yeah. So, I mean it okay. Is, that's
0: it, black. Yeah. So I mean, it's like dark. No. It's actually not the
3: dark, dark. No. And it's Dove. So, it's it does It's 130%. Yeah. You know, it doesn't tell me. I mean, my money is on. It's not even 70%. No. But, I'm going to guess 60. Uh, yeah. But... It's good and good for you.
2: Yeah. Yes,
1: it is. It builds strong bones. That's mine. I just want yeah. one little square. Fine. One square? Well, to, to start out with.
0: Oh, yeah. What
3: the crap. We get two squares. Okay. Because um, mm-hmm. that's how it needs
1: to break. <laughs>
0: okay. There Wink, we go. Thank yeah.
1: you. So, my thought was that. You know, in our postmortem, we're generally fighting with one another. We actually have a third party who listen to both of our cases mm. and can be unbiased and can decide who won.
0: Well, so, she does love both of us equally because we are her children.
1: I do. Yeah, that doesn't mean she can't pick a winner. I'm just saying because... that I'm
0: her only son.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, let's go to our postmortem, mortem yes. And we'll let you do your highlight first.
0: So, mine was the murder of Ismenia Maranero, Um was murdered by her son, got in an argument about money. Not only did he murder his mother, he murdered his four-year-old little brother, and basically attempted to kill his 11-month-old little brother by throwing him in the trash, and like still killed his little brother sex. by throwing him into a river. Killed his mom by stabbing her, beating her with a baseball bat. Oh, wait, she's not dead. She died in a ditch that he threw in with girlfriend over money. Supposedly. Yeah, supposedly over money. And his mother had given him everything. Moved him from El Salvador to the U.S., worked her ass off, and been going through so fucking much. You know, tried to give him the world... And he rethinks her by destroying hers.
1: Wow, that was pretty intense.
0: Yep, it was an intense case.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: also, I'm proud of myself for that ending. Just gonna... I have a way with words.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just gonna pat myself on the back. There. Um, so mine was the Menendez brothers who killed their parents, um, Jose and Kitty Menendez. Shotguns to the face, literally took all their parents' money and spent it like crazy hooligans. But it's just a story of two extremely privileged kids who wanted more and yep. killed their parents and ended up uh, in prison. So, one of the biggest parts of this case was just how highly politicized it was. It was all over TV. Gripped the nation you know again like i said this was pre-oj so it was even before that and these kids like everyone was watching this case and they ended up getting life without parole and then 20 years without one another which i will say it was uh, i don't feel bad for them at all but at the same time it was a little bit heartwarming learning that they finally got to see one another again Mm -hmm. like that's just it's one of those things that This is clearly it's your sibling, and and it's someone that you committed this horrendous act with. And I can't imagine, like, the last time you see that other person is when you're being arrested and carted off to prison. But anyway,
0: so that was my case. All right. Who do you think won?
3: Well, they were both um, very interesting. You know, yours, Tyler, because it was... It did not have the notoriety. Um, You did the research. It was very interesting. Um, Brittany, yours was the one that was more publicized. People knew about the Mendenes murders. Totally. Um, So I'm going to say just uh, from interest I would say the Menendez.
0: yeah Are you kidding me?
1: I'm I, the are, are you, you serious? the <laughs> Menendez. All right. I'm just saying. I like this third party picks. I don't. I, no, I,
0: I was convinced I was going to win. I
1: would have picked yours, but hey, no. that's not how this worked. It's right. okay. I pick wine. You pick topic. You pick good topics. I pick good topics. I pick good wines. You pick good wines. It's time mm-hmm. to switch up a
3: little bit. Yeah. She won the last one! <laughs> I haven't
1: listened to that one! <laughs> so, you asked my opinion, I gave you my opinion! I love it. Fine. I love it. Well, thank, okay, well, thank you, Mama. Um, well, with that, on that <laughs> note, we are going to go. Uh,
0: yeah, you know, fine. I'm not bitter. <laughs> anyway, but thank you all for listening. Um this this was a this, this was, was fun. Yeah. And I I, I like this. I liked thank having you. a guest, of course. Thank
3: you very much
1: for allowing me to be a guest. Yeah. Oh, I thought this was I want to I want to do this more often. Me too. I'm having a person. I feel like Yeah, we need like to get
0: friends first, but yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. What are friends? <laughs>
0: I don't know. <laughs> I
1: think I've lost all of them between work in this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh God! What do you mean, lost them? I have never had them in the first place. <laughs>
1: um, but no, I definitely think it would be fun to um, have other guest people. I think I feel like the conversation it it created uh, just different avenues that I don't think we would have gone down well with Sydney just has- our
0: conversation. So, Nate, when you are our guest speaker, uh, I get to win. Just <laughs> let me know. You to put that in the air.
1: No, she gets to decide.
0: Okay. Well, she yeah. should decide in my case, whatever it is. So, um, yeah. Anyway, but thank you all so much. Um, remember, please check out our Patreon. We do post murder minis, which we are about, about to, to record. record. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you want to hear uh, some more, a little more raw, more murders, um, us being real drunk. Uh, you should uh, check out our Patreon, uh, look at donating, and you can have full access to all of our murder minis. And other things. Well,
1: and oh, where yes, do I'll... we check
0: out your Patreon? Patreon.com. Um, yeah, Patreon.com. Search okay. blood and wine. Mm-hmm. and we, okay. you know, Spell we'll... it,
3: please. Oh,
0: Patreon. Oh, Patreon. <laughs> I, <was laughs> I was like, like, blood. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, make no. it easy. Yeah. Uh, P-A-T-R-E
0: O-N oh, okay. O N. I know. was about
1: to add another A.
0: P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com, your one-stop shop <laughs> for all of your favorite podcasts, YouTube videos, and all of your favorite fan sites. I don't know.
1: Alright, well. <laughs> that on was that what note- I got.
0: <laughs> if anyone liked that and wants to sponsor us, I don't know, let us know.
1: Totally though. sponsors. Hey yo.
0: Alright. This is Blood and Wine signing off, XOXO.